0: This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Leadership in Action on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here is Professor Mike Usim, Jeffrey Klein, and Anne Greenhall.
1: Welcome to Leadership in Action, Sirius XM's Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. I'm your host. I'm Jeff Klein. I am the Executive Director of the McNulty Leadership, and I am joined here in the studio by my two very good buddies, Anne Greenhall. Hi, Jeff. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. Happy to be here. And you are uh, Dr. G to... All the freshmen of the Wharton School here this at the University true. of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. Deputy Director of the Leadership Program. Right. All right. Just want to make sure you were still you. <laughs> I am. Fantastic. <laughs> Check. I am here. Check. Check. <laughs> also here with Mike Usim. <laughs> yeah. Hello Jeff. Hello Jeff. I'm, and I'm good too. You're good. <laughs> All right. So this is a this is gonna be a treat. Um, we have a long history here on Leadership in Action uh, with. Our good friend Barry Lippman, who's also here in the studio with us, and with the Lippman Family Prize, right. um, really, you know, we're in the eighth year of the the Lippman Family Prize as part of the the fabric and and you know tenor of the University of Pennsylvania, um, and we've done all sorts of shows that really highlight, uh, you know, the the kind of leadership, the kind of innovation which has come out coming out of some of the world's most uh, impactful and most innovative social sector organizations, and and so today, um, and during this show, this special two-hour leadership in action uh, special. We're going to have the chance to talk with both Barry Lipman, who is the founder of the Lipman Family Prize, as well as representatives from our three honoree organizations. Uh, and so hang, you know, for, for all our listeners, um, hang in there, stay with us. Uh, there's a, a ton of inspiration <laughs> coming over the next two hours here. But there's really nowhere that, that would be better to start when we think about a show about the Lipman Family Prize than with our very good friend, Barry Lippman. So, Barry, you're here in the studio. <laughs> Welcome back to Leadership in Action.
0: Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be here. Always is. All right.
1: Let me, let me say a couple of words about you, if I can, Barry, and then um, we're going to ask you to give us a little bit of the, the history and inspiration uh, that you and your wife Marie had as you decided to uh, create the Lippman Family Prize here at the university. Uh, but before we do that, we'll say, Barry graduated from the Wharton School undergraduate, and we're very <laughs> proud of our, our undergraduates, and then went on and earned a law degree at the University of California's Hastings College of Law. You founded Goldfarb & Lipman, which is a San Francisco Bay Area legal firm. It specializes in real estate. And Barry, as in the time I've known you, I think you, you split your time as both an investor and a philanthropist. Um and it was this kind of commitment to social impact and to the communities um, that you and your wife, Maria, are a part of that that really led to the creation of the prize. Um, and so we're just delighted to have you back on the show, Barry, and, and to to catch up with you and, and to hopefully introduce some of our new listeners to the prize and to remind our longtime listeners uh, of the continued great work that, that is happening because of it. So um, welcome back, Barry. And, and if I can ask you maybe as we get started here, um it's a story I know well, but I want to hear it from your voice. Uh you know, tell us a little bit about where the idea for a prize came from. What was in your mind if we go back we're in eight year eight, so we're going back ten years at least now as <laughs> as you think about the the early Genesis.
0: It's ten years and it sure has flown fast. Um well, as uh, we've talked about several times, I uh, in the early '90s I actually started getting involved with some nonprofits, uh, being on certain boards. They were like my um, children's schools, and mm-hmm. uh, I also was a member of the San Francisco Zoo board, and I was kind of like animals and things like that. But I got—I just really got the passion. I mean, I just uh, felt really good uh, do, helping helping those organizations. I remember when I first got on the uh, on, on my. Uh, kids elementary school board that uh, somebody said to me like about the second week, he says y- you'll get more out of this than you'll put into it. Hmm. And it turned out to be really true. And so I got the bug and um, along the way I, I began to you know want to get involved in the social sector particularly with things in which I personally could never really get a benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm my children's school so it's in my interest to want to educate them well. So of course it's easier to be committed to that. But I was committed to just the concept of Positive social impact, and I began to think about how I was going to do this. There was uh, it's been a long time um, environmental prize in San Francisco called the Goldman Prize. Uh, f- um, longtime family in San Francisco established this back I think around 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and so I thought that was a great concept. I just liked the idea that uh, you know people would apply for this prize and people would be looked at and checked and. And, and they would come up with what they felt was a um, really good, uh, a deserving uh, winner. And actually, that one has six winners, but um, one for each continent. But anyway, so th- so that concept was always with me, and I met with some members of the family and was unable to re- – and they made it sound like you know, it's it's so difficult. You have to establish this thing, and then you have to define all this and get higher uh, an administrative uh, mm-hmm. aspect mm-hmm. to it and be a you know super major commitment, and you've got to – and it's just not easy to do, and I'm kind of thinking about well how am I going to do this, how am I going to do this and And literally, after several years, I just sort of had this kind of like a bolt in the middle of the night, um Gee, I'll call University of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe they'll have some interest in this, so I talked to John Zeller here, and he said, well i you know I'm rattling off all these things that I thought I could help the school trying to sell the project, and uh, he says, "Stop, stop, I have to find somebody who wants to own this." And I didn't hear from him for about six weeks. I was beginning to think, okay, I guess they just sort of forgot about this. And then he called me, and he says, yeah, I, the Wharton School would, has some interest in this. I said, oh, great, okay. He says, yeah, can you come? Are you planning any trips east? We can Maybe, maybe the dean can sit down with you, and we can talk about it. And I said, actually, it turns out this is my 43. 43- <laughs> I just got off the phone with a friend of mine who wants me to go because he wants to go. And I told him I would go, so I'll be there on whatever date that was. And we met for breakfast, and it was kind of an interesting conversation. I'm trying to convince him to do this, and he's trying to convince me to do this, and we're sort of talking <laughs> past each other. <laughs> but um, it uh, you know, started to come together and being introduced to certain people who might be um, involved with it. And uh, quite frankly, it, was, it seemed to be taking longer to happen than I wanted it to happen. And I met with John again in the fall, and I said, John, are we going to do this? I mean, you know, like, let's really start getting some substantive things going here. And he says, Barry, you don't understand. This is academia. This is moving at warp speed right now. <laughs> I said, you've got to be kidding. Anyway, th- that did begin to make it move at warp speed, and by the, uh, I think by Christmas 2010, we had agreed upon what we wanted to do. And uh, Mike Usim uh, Jeff Klein uh, The first two I met, and uh, we got going on this. And all of a sudden, a lot of people wanted to join the steering committee we were putting together. And there seemed to be a a lot of interest. And I said, well, and then we um, hired Umi Howard, uh, I think March 1st or something like that, Mm -hmm. 2011. And um, I said, well, I want to do the prize uh, in 2012. And they looked at me like, oh, I don't know. But we did it. And we had the first uh, award, and I think we started out, uh, what, 100000 for the winner and actually nothing for the other two, uh, cash-wise anyway, for the other two honorees. a so 100000 and it was un- unrestricted funds and nothing for the other two, but we did supply um, uh, executive ed course from uh, Wharton and, you know, just uh, help from Wharton, Wharton being there and willing to try and help these people with uh, some of their problems. And it did very well. We had, I think we had like 250 <laughs> applicants the first year. We really thought we had something. My gosh. And, uh, and uh, it just started taking off. And over the years, we have um, added um, amounts. We've created also a cash amount for the, uh, runner, uh, for the other two honorees, other than the winner. Uh, Wharton has gotten far more involved in terms of um, helping people. We've uh, uh, they had a uh, program for uh, the honorees, I believe it was last uh, spring, mm-hmm. uh, just about a year ago and so th- there's a real effort not only just to um promote positive social impact through a cash award but also to try and keep supporting these these um nonprofit organizations um as they grow and they improve and uh we want them to be available also trying to i think the third leg to this is we're also trying to uh, create uh, a network amongst them mm-hmm. so that they don't have to go through us to do anything they can actually call some of these other people and see what their experiences have been and hopefully learn from that and I guess the last advantage of this is we have this great student program that uh, these fellows, the people actually really want to get involved with this prize. and it's, They don't get any um, academic credit for it, but it's an extracurricular activity, and they, we have high interest for it. And who, who knows, maybe we're uh, creating some philanthropists down the road or people that will actually go into the social sector and will actually, um, hope, and will hopefully end up leading it and innovating it and making it far better as time goes on.
1: And as I, I really appreciate that, that summary Barry, and what it makes me think about is, you know, that there's this common theme when I think about uh, the community that is engaged with the Lippmann family prize, and that is that there's an investment and there's an ongoing relationship and, and we believe it changes the trajectory of lives we believe it changes the trajectory of the organization's life of the student's life. Um, in many cases, the trajectory of, you know, the staff that have worked on the, on the program and, you know, the, the aspect of the prize that I think is best known is the cash award, right? The, the investment, we're now up to $250,000, um, for our winner, um, $50,000 for each of our honoree organizations. Um, you know, but they join a family, and they join a community, which is made up now of 24 organizations, over 100 graduate students who have graduated from you know eight different schools here at, at the University of Pennsylvania, and also the the community of faculty members and staff members who have served on the steering committee and the prize committee. So um, it really does have this this networked feel, this family feel, um, and one of the things that I, I think I'm proudest of is that it's a community that can all learn from each other other right we're faculty informed by organizations informed by students informed by staff um, it's pretty special so and why don't we bring you it's into so the good. conversation well, thank you mm. and Barry a pleasure to be here with you have this chance <clears throat> so Barry now
0: you uh, speaking of learning just picking up on what Jeff said and uh, when you look back at your former self in those days in the 90s when you were beginning to think about this what have you learned through the prize process that you would tell your
1: former self, and perhaps one of our listeners who might be thinking along similar lines.
0: Well, what what I think is the probably maybe the most important thing is the value of the under the unrestricted funds. You know, you um, personally, um, I obviously I wanted to do something out in the social sector. I'm not a person to do that. I'm not a great manager. I uh, I can lose interest over time. I mean, <laughs> it, it it just is not for me to do that. But really what I've done, and of course what I've learned as I've done, is that I've learned to trust people who can do that. Mm -hmm. And so by giving them unrestricted uh, funds, by encouraging them, by helping to provide support uh, for them to be ongoing, you're taking the people who really know what, what is happening out there and know how to deal with what is happening out there, and you're helping them And in the end, if it's all about, for me, I I hope it's all about just positive social impact, that's the best way for me to promote it. I can't do it. Honestly, I'd be a fool to think that I actually, it's just not my nature. It's it's just not my personality to go out there and actually find some very limited uh, passion and then just really work to promote it. It's so much better for me to act more on a macro view and say, I'm going to just look to improve positive social impact. And this is this is the avenue that I've chosen. This is the vehicle that I've chosen. I think it's a very, very good ve- vehicle because it not only is just awarding money to somebody. It's without strings, number one. And number two is it gets a lot of other people involved. That's yeah. great. Mike, we want to get you in the
1: conversation. Yeah,
0: well, Mary, just picking up on the same kind of question. And by the way, great to have you in the studio yet again here. As you referenced near the outset, when you went on your um, what, one of your children's uh, school board, you were going to get as much out of it as the school got from you. More. <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm sure they got a lot from you as well. But looking back on the awardees now, or the honorees as we call them, over the last couple of years, what are a couple themes that you see across several of those organizations that still other organizations could make use of, great to have them learn about? well <laughs> they they you know they they have figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you you know they have the issue about money that's a lot of problems that the, uh, new 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 organizations seem to spend a lot of time with money that, that they have to do that, but sometimes, if like you do good, you get noticed for doing good, mm-hmm. and so way, you know there's that balancing act you know how how do I spend my time the um important thing I think also is that um some organizations are past the founder. And it's been my experience that a lot of organizations don't get past the founder. And I mean even ones that are really good. There's a lot of organizations, they get founded, and there's a personal aspect to it, to the founder. The founder has something. The founder gets a salary. The founder has you know feels that they're doing something for for in the sense from the perspective of positive social good it might be better that they were working with somebody else or for somebody else or had merged their organizations or something it might be a better they might be able to achieve better results but i think it's real important that they deal with succession and uh and 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 they have to deal with and they have to figure out a way to somehow balance the need for money with with the uh production of positive social impact and if they're going to have to maybe go too far in one way i would prefer they go too far in the positive social impact
1: we are leadership in action and this is business radio sirius xm 132 i'm your host jeff klein this is a special edition of leadership in action featuring the 2019 Lippmann family prize honorees and in this half hour our guest is barry Lippman, who founded that prize um Barry, as we as we think about this year's honorees, um, you know we're we're going to be speaking with representatives from ASEV and from the Global Food Banking Network and and World Bicycle Relief. But you know, I, you ser- you've served on the prize committee in in every year of of our eight years. Um, what, from your perspective, really stood out about this year's honorees?
0: Well, they seem to um, have great results and <laughs> and and, and uh, very. Uh, uh, for, for example asev is is um doing something that is uh, trying to overcome a certain c- cultural issue which mm-hmm. is trying to get fathers involved in preschool w- with their preschool children yeah and ha- and and help to raise them apparently we've been to you know it's been shown to us that uh that's not that prevalent in turkish society mm-hmm. and so uh but i think most of us can agree that it's really good if both parents are are very much involved with their children at all ages, but particularly even before they start school. Mm-hmm. And so th- they've taken that upon themselves. So they're not only dealing with just sort of a problem, but they're dealing with the root cause of the problem. Um, <clears throat> the um, World Bicycle Relief, I'm really impressed with uh, w- with their business model. Um, this is an organization that um, it's a nonprofit organization, but the nonprofit organization owns... A for-profit organization and it's the profits plus donations uh, it's the profits from that for-profit organization plus donations that allow them to have their program of making the same bike that they sell mm-hmm. available to people who need it in um, for transportation in Africa and what impressed me about that was the use of the non-profit uh, the use of the for-profit aspect to generate funds totally for the nonprofit benefit, yeah. and then and then secondly is that the bike that they're providing is exactly the same bike that they're selling. Right. So there's no difference between people who can afford and people who can't afford right. in terms of the product that they're getting. The um, um, a, a global f- food banking network is trying to basically establish. Um, uh, getting back to the business model again, they they're basically trying to um, establish. An organization that works with a network rather, rather necessarily than with individual organizations. So they're trying to create similar to what we're trying to do. They're trying to create a network amongst all these food banks around the world. Some they help get started. Some right. come in after they've been started. but trying to create a network in which all these food banks can talk to each other, can learn from each other. And while they're in maybe in different countries and with different cultural backgrounds and everything else, there probably are a lot of things that food banks have in common, no matter mm-hmm. where, where, where they're located. And that seems just a little bit different to me than actually trying to run the. They're not trying to run the food bank; they're trying to help, you know, hundreds of food banks, food banks all over the world.
1: Well, Barry, we're gonna, and we're going to dig into. You know the business models, um, the impacts, the the innovations that you know the fellows and the prize committee discovered as they they went through the prize making process this year. Um, you know, in, in the few minutes that we have left, I'd like I'd like to look forward a little bit with you and and you know. This is the eighth year that we've now completed of awarding the Lippmann Family Prize or twenty four honoree organizations as as we've talked about uh in the past. As as you look forward, um what are you excited about? What uh Maybe we can get you to tell us on the air what surprises might you have store in store for the <laughs> University of Pennsylvania. Um, you know, what, what is – this has been a constant kind of continued innovation process. So um, what are you excited about when you look into I, the years ahead?
0: I think your phrase, constant innovation" pr- innovative process, is, is a very good uh, phrase to, to use. Um, we started out – we basically, honestly, were just looking to build it. You know, mm-hmm. once we realized that we that we uh, probably had something, it became well. We have to build this. You yeah. know, we have a chance. And We're feel I, I'm. I'm feeling pretty comfortable that we're getting. If we're not there already, we're we're getting pretty close to what I first hoped that it could be. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, where do we go from here? Well, you know, I'm interested in positive social impact. We deal with organizations that are creative. They're innovative uh you know that they're always trying to get better they're always trying to get bigger th- things along that line they're always trying to help more people things along that line well if they're innovative we got to be innovative <laughs> i mean if innovation's good for them it's certainly good for us so um we're looking to uh try different things and one thing we've come up with is something we're calling the beacon award and the Beacon Award is basically to bring back uh, the winners. Uh, excuse me, all the honorees that we've had. I think for the first six years, I think we've mm-hmm. decided take a look at what they've done, see how they've expanded, see that you know who, who, who's doing really well, and who's ready to go to the next level, and who has a plan to expand positive social impact. And positive social impact is uh, the expansion of that is not just within the organization; it's just within social impact. Right. So if these if if people are willing to share, educate. Um, partner with, do anything with any other organizations, either through, either in the same area or even uh, or, or, um, expand their, their knowledge through uh, geography or, or, or need, that will expand positive social impact. The ones who have been successful have a lot to tell people. So we're creating this uh, Beacon Award mm-hmm. to um, see who has done that and see who is planning to do that and see who will do that. And this is our way to help them. So we 're very much committed to uh, um, helping our honorees as time goes on, not only through the university in the course of time and hopefully into the future we've been able to establish with more contacts throughout the university people at the university who have been able to help many of these organizations with uh, certain problems that they 've had uh, students have been involved with these organizations um, that will continue hopefully that will continue to um, expand mm-hmm. and we'll try the beacon award and uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, if it works, we'll probably do it again. Um, if it doesn't work, then we'll try and innovate some other way. We'll try and figure out, you know, how else can we help positive social impact grow?
1: And, you know, Barry, we we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, there are other prizes out there in the world. You were inspired um, by some of the prizes that you were familiar with. You know, one of the things that I just want to highlight for our listeners here is that, you know, you've heard us talk about it a little bit Um but this this is a prize plus, right? It's a prize plus this. Fantastic Lippman Fellows Program, which brings together graduate students from across the professional schools um, it 's a prize plus the Beacon Award now right This is another example of the ways in which um, the the community and the relationship extends over time and, and really I mean how rare is it for an organization to not only stay in contact with a prize or w- with a funder in this way but then have a, a second chance to compete a second chance to um, to show the impact of, of the first prize um, as well as all of the innovation that the organization continues to do um, and, and you know, be recognized again for continued innovation. And, uh, and to me, that's one of um, the things that really sets this prize apart from the landscape.
0: You know, you, you talked about compete, and I, when we first started out, that's what I thought would, would be a good motivating factor for these organizations' competition. But I now realize that that uh, that it's collaboration that helps yeah. make them better too. Right. So, yeah, they're competing, but they're almost competing for who's been the best collaborator.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, who's been the best partner, who's yeah. been the best learner. Yeah. yeah,
0: who's the one who's used, you know, who has actually gotten better because they've been, because they've looked for all the different ways to get better. You know, people get better because they generally have more knowledge, that they've looked for more ways, there are more things that can help them, rather than just what they've always done. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's innovation, but that's what we're, really trying to help along here.
1: And and it's so in spirit with, you know, I, I think our university president, Amy Gutman, and her vision for interdisciplinary education and inclusion and impact and continued innovation across the world, right? And so to me, the um, the Lippmann Prize becomes... This great connection point between the university and its set of core values and, and certainly the, the values that we've seen espoused and lived by the Lippman family. Thank um, you. so Barry, we just want to say thank you for stopping by the studio and, and joining us for, um, this, our, uh, it might not be our eighth Lippmann family prize special, but this is the eighth year of the prize. <laughs> this is at least our fifth or sixth special, um, highlighting the, the work of the prize and the work of the organizations. Um, congratulations, Barry. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Barry. Barry, thank you.
0: For more insight from Business Radio, please visit
1: businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.